is a Woodside Church podcast. Hello. How are we today morning? Oh, it's nice to see all your beautiful faces. Um, so as Hasanka said, my name is Krishna. Um, I'm going to be taking us through this next bit in our One Samuel series. Um, and today, we're looking at the topic of Hannah's joy. Uh, last week, when we looked at Hannah, we looked at her prayer of desperation. We looked at her disappointment. We looked at her hurt because she really wanted a child. She thought she was praying for a son. And actually now, we get to jump to the next bit and go, oh, God provided a son. Yeah? And so what we're going to read is her prayer of praise out of joy from her heart. And we're going to look at uh, 1 Samuel 2 verses 1 and 10. I'm actually going to invite Ashmi up because she's going to read the passage for us. My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you, Lord. There is no rock like our God. Stop acting so proud and haughty. Don't speak with such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows what you have done. He will judge your actions. The bow of the mighty is now broken, and those who stumbled are now strong. Those who were well-fed are now starving, and those who were starving are now full. The childless woman has now seven children, and the woman with many children wastes away. The Lord gives both death and life. He brings down some to the grave, but raises others up. The Lord makes some poor and others rich. He brings some down and lifts others up. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, placing them in seats of honor. For all the earth is the Lord's, and he has set the world in order. He will protect his faithful ones, but the wicked will disappear in darkness. No one will succeed by strength alone. Those who fight against the Lord will be shattered. He thunders against them from heaven. The Lord judges throughout the earth. He gives power to his king. He increases the strength of his anointed one. Bless you. Thank you. I'll take that one. There you go. What a prayer of praise. She's speaking so much truth. I'm just going to quickly pray before we get into it. But I want you to, as we go through, I want you to reflect on how much truth she's speaking out of joy. She is expressing her joy as praise. Our Father, I thank you that you are a mighty God and a loving Father. I thank you that you have so much love for each person in this room right now. I thank you that you are already working. You are moving during worship. You are already working in people's lives today. And I pray you continue to reveal more, to speak directly into people's hearts today. And I pray no matter how we walked into this room, we will walk out rejoicing in your holy name. I thank you and I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So we have a quiz. I said I have a quiz. What, what I want you to do, I'm gonna, we've got some pictures, got some faces on there, and I'm going to go one, two, and three. I want you to shout out what you think that person's feeling. We've got four, so we'll go through them one by one. If we can get the first slide up. Oh, can you see this? Yeah. So this picture here, what do we think she's feeling? Frustration? Okay. And what about this one here? Happy? She looks very happy. 
face. Next one. Angry. He's angry. And what about this one? Scared, fearful. See, for each one, we did have a few potentially different answers, but actually what we're doing here is looking at their facial expressions and we think, oh, that's what they feel. We might know what they feel, or we might be guessing, but that's what we think they feel. And that's often the case where our, our facial expressions in day-to-day -day life, our words, our actions, our body language, our mannerisms, they're often an expression of how we feel on the inside. And so last week when we looked at Hannah's prayer for her son, that was a prayer expressing her desperation and her sadness. This prayer of praise is an expression of her joy. She felt joy, she didn't sit with it, she expressed it as praise. And so that's what I really want us to look at today. What it means to turn the joy on the inside into praise on the outside. And so we'll look at what happens when we praise, because praise is a great thing and what happens when we do it, but also why it's so important for us to turn that joy into praise. So when we praise, we put God first. You see, when we praise out of joy, we're praising for all the good things and we're acknowledging, if we're praising God, we're acknowledging he's the one that gave it in the first place. All the good things that happen come from him, and so our joy, he is the ultimate source of, right? Um, in 1 Samuel, so at the beginning of the prayer, as Ashmi read, Hannah prayed, my heart rejoices in the Lord, the Lord has made me strong. She's saying the Lord made me strong, and now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord, there is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. She's putting him first. Often, well, I can only speak for myself, we, uh, we pray earnestly for things, you know, things we want or we feel we need, and God provides. And then wrapped up in all our joy and happiness, we might say a quick little thank you, and then we kind of, that's it, we're done. And we move on to the next thing. Um, quick little story. I remember last year I spent months praying for a new job. I was like, I'm done with this job. Lord, I want something new. In your own time, but I want something new. And so I prayed, and eventually I interviewed for the job I have now. So I got it. I remember I walked out, and the first thing I did was tell my mum, I was like, mum, this is the one I want. I want this one. And so I prayed to God. I said, if I'm going to enjoy it, if it's part of your plan for me, if it means I'm where you want me to be, let me have it. Within hours, I got a call. It's yours. And so in the moment, I'm full of joy. I'm like, yes. God, like, oh, you're so good. This is what I wanted. You gave it. Thank you that you're playing out your plan. Within about a half, a month and a half, I went from, and I was like this. I was like, God, I don't know how I made a mistake. I was so out of my depth. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm stressed. My team is stressed. This isn't working out. And sure, I was praying, but I was praying for more. I was praying for more guidance, for more wisdom. I was praying for more without thanking him for what he'd already done. He had provided me the job in the first place. I'd asked for it. I wanted this. He provided, but I was asking for more. And there was been, there's been a gradual shift in my life since maybe about September, when I realized I wanted to spend more time praising God for who he is and what he's done. Without constantly asking for more, I wanted to just give. So I said, okay, car journeys to work. I'm gonna put some worship music on and I'm going to praise and I'm going to sing and give thanks for all that he's done without asking for more, just giving, because he's worth that. He's worth more than that, but that's what I want to do. And I know since then my relationship with God has deepened 
because now I'm consistently, daily, talking and speaking of him as my provider, my creator, my king and my father. I'm putting him above everything else going on in my life. I truly understood what it meant to put my confidence in God because I was reflecting on everything he'd already done. That's what confidence is, right? We know what's happened, so we know he will do it again. That's what Hannah's doing. You see, my problems didn't go away, right? Work is still stressful. I almost cried this week. I was, like, I was getting really angry at situations. I was like, oh, what's going on? But actually, spending the time in the mornings and spending that time daily on a daily basis, I was putting everything into perspective. And it brought so much more joy, and I could walk in, despite potentially a bit of anger there still, I could walk in with a smile on my face, and I'll know God is good. That's what Hannah's doing. So, Isaiah 25, 1. 25.1. O Lord, I will honour and praise your name, for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago, and now you have accomplished them. Hannah knows the truth of this. See, having a son didn't take away her problems. She had a son, and then she had to give him away, as she promised. But that couldn't have been easy. Her husband knew it wasn't going to be easy. When Samuel 1, 23, he says, um, you know, may the Lord help you keep your promise. He knew it wasn't going to be easy. But she knew he was above it all. She knew of the God she was praising. She knew that he was the one that gave the strength. He was the one that gave an answer for our enemies. And so church, I say, we must put God first because there are so many things in this life that will distract us from our God-given joy. And in turning that joy when we feel it into praise, we're holding on to that joy. We're making sure it's not a fleeting thing. We don't just move on to the next thing, right? And so let's acknowledge him as the ultimate source of all the good things. Let's spend time finding those good things. And trust me, it's not that hard. <laughs> He's a good, good God. There is plenty to sing about. There's plenty to speak about. So that's what happens when we praise. We put God first. Secondly, another thing that happens when we praise is we encourage each other. I thought the best thing I could do for myself is have a little mid-preach snack. And so I came prepared got a little brownie. It's a nice looking brownie, anyone that can see it. <laughs> Sorry, don't mind me. They were made yesterday. Nice and gooey on the inside. Quite tasty. I can also feel like I feel like making other people hungry. But that's okay. Actually, having now tasted this, I know it's good. I know it's good. I'm so confident. Actually, Divya, why don't you take a bite? Because I know it's good, and I know you'll like it. You take the whole thing, that's fine. <laughs> so gooey. I feel like we all know where this is going, but I tasted something good, and in confidence, I can say it will be good for someone else. And my love for Divya means I wanted to share it with her. She's really gassed. I said I love her, but that's fine. Um, If we have experienced God's goodness and the joy and the excitement and the warmth that comes along with it, why are we keeping it to ourselves? You know? Hannah, in this next part of her, pray, her prayer, goes from personal to general. If I read, if I go back, I think it's from about verses 4 to 8. 
she's now using her knowledge of God to speak into other people's lives. She knows God, she knows his nature, and so she knows he is good. She says, the bow of the mighty is now broken, those who stumbled are now strong, those who were well fed are now starving, those who were starving are now full. The childless woman has, now has seven children, and the woman with many children wastes away. The Lord gives both death and life. He brings some down to the grave and raises others up. The Lord makes some poor, others rich. He brings some down and lifts others up. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes and places them in seats of honour. For all the earth is the Lord's and he has set the world in order. So she's now turning her joy into praise to speak into other people's lives. But why is it so important for us to turn that joy into praise and to speak praise in the form of testimonies and encouraging words? As human beings, we are very easily influenced. Spend enough time with someone and you can pick up their phrases, you can pick up their mannerisms, you can even pick up some of their qualities. And so when you're walking around with a beaming smile on your face and someone says, what happened? What are you saying? Who are you speaking of? Who are you exalting? Who are you giving credit to? What sort of influence do you want to be? Now, I'm not saying praise because people are watching. No, we praise because God is good. That's why we praise by ourselves as well. But praise knowing people are watching. They're seeing what you're putting down. We know we're told we're, in, we're, told we're instructed to encourage one another. In 1 Thessalonians, Paul is writing to the Thessalonian church because they're first in, facing persecution. He wants to lift them up. And so he writes to encourage them. He speaks of God's promises of resurrection and salvation. And he prays for their endurance. And then he instructs them to encourage each other. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 14, he says, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. We're to look after each other. But to have that influence, to have that ability to speak life into other people's hurt, well, it's God. So that joy you feel, you need to express it as praise. You have to purposefully do it. Speak of the Lord you rejoice in. Don't just sit on it. Church, your praise can lift others up who are desperately struggling. You know, today we had so many contributions during worship. They were speaking of dwelling in God's shelter. They were speaking of the fact that God is enough. We had, I'm sorry, I don't even know, but Sonita's dad come and just praise out of pure joy. They're not doing it because they're just guessing, they're doing it in full confidence. So if you know, you can do that in confidence too. And that's not just within church, that's without, with, outside of church too. And so if we know he is sovereign and he has set the world in order, don't keep your God-given joy to yourself. Share it, spread it, speak of it. So that's number two. So firstly, when we praise, we put God first. Secondly, when we praise, 
We encourage each other. And thirdly, <clears throat> when we praise, we align our hearts to God's heart. You see, when we praise, if we're praising God, we're looking at him and we fix our gaze on him. And so it's this thing of shifting yourself to look at him. Now, a common prayer, and if you don't pray, then maybe start praying it. Let your desires be my desires. Let my plans and wants align with your will. And even like today, when I was, not just today, but preparing for today, I was saying, let my words reflect what you want to say to your church. And I imagine God's over there. We know that's not the case, he's not in one fixed place, but God's over there. And he's ready to work with me. It's like a little ball, he's just throwing things my way, helping me, giving me things to receive. But I'm too busy here getting distracted. There are plenty of things on this earth that would distract us. Maybe I am joyful, but I'm giving my credits to the wrong place. Or maybe, forget that, I've just moved on to the next thing I'm stressed about. Either I'm gonna miss everything that he's trying to give, or even if I, especially with my reflexes, I'm probably gonna fumble it. Yeah, I'm not going to receive it the way he intended for me to receive. But in feeling the joy, in expressing it as praise to God, and fixing myself, looking at him, I'm shifting myself. I'm going to align myself with him. And I'm going to be so much more ready to receive what he has to give me. Hannah, in praising, is focusing on God and is hearing what God has to say. The last two verses of her prayer. Let me quickly read it. He will protect his faithful ones, but the wicked will disappear in darkness. No one will succeed by strength alone. For those who fight against the Lord will be shattered. He thunders against them from heaven and the Lord judges throughout the earth. She's speaking in wills. She's speaking in future tense. She's saying he will protect. The wicked will disappear. But she goes further than that. The last two lines, she says, he gives power to his king. He increases the strength of his anointed one. What king? Saul hasn't come along yet. Israel doesn't currently have a king. So she, she is hearing God's voice. She's received some prophetic words and she's sharing it. We speak of Samuel being this great prophet who hears God's voice and is obedient. It's his mum that's prophesying right now. Not all are prophets, sure, but we can all be prophetic. Anyone that has a relationship with God can receive from him, so we can hear his voice and hear what he's trying to give us. It's so important to spend that time aligning our heart with God's. If we're to be his warriors, to build up his church, to advance his kingdom, we need to know who he is and what he wants us to do. Right? We can't just go around trying to do whatever we think is right. It's never going to work. And so that looks like reading the Bible and learning of who he is. That looks like praying and consulting him in our decisions. That looks like spending quiet, still time expecting to hear from him. That looks like praising and speaking of who he is. Remind yourself of who he is. Proverbs 3, verses 5. Very popular verse, but for good reason. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Well, for us to not depend on our own understanding, we need to hear him so that we can lean on his understanding. 
So spend that time aligning yourself, because we can't just keep doing things however we think. We need to hear from him. And so I encourage you, make the effort consistently to keep turning your gaze back to him. Align your heart, pour out your praise, and stand ready to receive what he has to give. Yeah? So that's my three points on what happens when we praise. We put God first, we encourage each other, and we align our hearts. But I actually want to make one more point. And this was a point that first came to me when I first started looking at the verse and the topic. And I really believe this is what God really wants to talk to us today about. I really think it's going to transform some of our lives, so please just stand ready to listen, or sit ready to listen. <laughs> I want to talk about what happens when we don't feel joy. Or we feel joy, but there's plenty of other, thing, other emotions in our lives. We live in an imperfect world, so there's going to be things that bring us sadness and bring us anger, frustration, nervousness. And so even if you feel joy, you might feel a lot of other things around it too. And I want to say that's okay. It's okay to feel mixed emotions. You know, there's a story, well, there's a book I'm reading called Untangling Emotions, and there's a story within it of this mother. She has an older daughter who is graduating from uni, who's got a new job, and she's feeling so much joy for her daughter. But at the same time, she has a younger daughter who is terminally ill, who is struggling with her health, and so she feels deep sadness. And at first she felt guilt because she thought she didn't have enough joy for her daughter because even though there was joy, sure, there was still a little bit of sadness for her younger one. And so she felt guilt, but she doesn't need to. That sadness for her younger daughter, whom she loves, does not take away from her joy for her older daughter, who she loves. Because she loves them both, she feels those two different emotions. There is space to feel sadness and joy at the same time. There is space to feel righteous anger and joy at the same time. There is space to feel other things. You don't ever have to feel only joy in one given moment. In 1 Samuel 2, 18 and 19, um, we see, sorry, it says, but Samuel, though he was only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest, and every year his mother made him a small coat for him and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. Can you imagine Hannah's mixed emotions then? She's, so, she's full of joy. She's seeing her son grow up and serve the Lord. But the little bit of ache in her inside when she has to say goodbye, or throughout the year when she's missing him, that doesn't take away from her choice. She's still rejoicing in the Lord. And the fact is, no matter what we're feeling, we can still focus on God and his love and his promises, those are unchanging. Unlike everything else in this world that is subject to change, his love and his promises are unchanging. We have the gospel, we have good news. That's not fading away. And so we could spend all our time praising him for his plan, for our redemption and our salvation, let alone all the other gifts and the miracles and the love he provides. But we have to spend our time doing that, but you don't have to ignore all the other emotions you're feeling. In James 1.17, it says, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father, 
who created all the lights in the heaven. So no matter what we're feeling, we don't have to ignore it. We can bring it in, but we can still choose to put God first. And we can still choose to encourage each other and speak life into each other and speak truths. And we can still choose to fix our gaze on him and align ourselves with him. When you feel joy, express it as praise. Let's do that. Then when you feel sadness, choose to still rejoice in the Lord and praise. When you still feel anger, still choose to rejoice in the Lord and praise. Don't stop yourself praising because you feel like you're feeling the wrong emotions. He is always worthy of our praise. We're to rejoice in the Lord always. And so I'm going to invite the band back up because um, we're going to get together and we're going to worship now. And we're going to take communion. I think that's the perfect way for us to end our time together today. But as they come back and as they get ready, I want to encourage you. When we get up now, when we get up to praise God, let's put him first. Thing, you don't have to ignore all the other situations in life, but despite all the situations, we're going to put him first. And when we then do communion and then the service ends, encourage each other. Whatever's going on in your day, if you know someone who's struggling, let's go speak truth into their lives. And the rest of this week, wherever you go, and the rest of this week, and in general, I encourage you to consistently make the effort to align your heart with God's. Make the effort to read the Bible, make the effort to praise him, make the effort to spend quiet time with him, because that's what's going to help you hear his voice. And remember, you can do all of this no matter what you're feeling. You don't need to push them to the side. They will sit alongside your joy. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.